Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. Welcome to the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Jackson, this is a special treat really for you, I think, more than anybody else. It's a, it's a Monday edition. Love a Monday edition. Do you? Yeah, sure. Get it out of the week. We have a bunch of sound stories coming up uh, this week. I am flying to Jupiter on Wednesday, and I thought, let's do QFTA today. Yeah. Always more fun to do them in person. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we'll be doing them via Zoom, StreamYard. Well, that means that the friends of the feather can drop in and comment mm. when we're doing them and I am away. Uh, I'll only be gone for four weeks as opposed to the 26 weeks I was gone <laughs> in 2021. But, uh, yeah, doing the show, all the shows from Jupiter, Florida. I have a little, let me be honest with everybody here because that's what this is, a little anxiety about the broadcast, even though we've now tested it two different times, with me on YouTube too. How about that technology? It's gotta be awesome. How about that technology? I'm really high on the on the new tech. It could be a revolution. And that's just using that Chromebook. That's not even using my MacBook. Right, which is gives gives me more confidence on uh, on that front. And we have backup plans. So I'm uh, I would have if you would have asked me last week, would have been the same boat. Same boat. here. Fairly confident now now and we're in the position we're in so uh i will be part of the youtube broadcast as well as tma balloon party tim mckernan show and i guess i'm doing some sound stories too remotely is what you told me there was a zoom one so uh nothing will change as far as the uh, shows just the location and that reminds me we need to get an ethernet cord a big long ethernet cord from the great Marshall or Craig Rutledge here okay no problem uh because they want to hardwire and reduce any wireless potential issues so anyway that's where i'll be so we're doing this today because i'll be traveling on wednesday and we have sound stories tomorrow by the way i've gotten a lot of emails from people who are interested in the sound story position so uh if you're interested team mckernan inside stl.com i don't know yet exactly what the position is going to entail i just know we need to bring some one maybe some two on um and so what i say is this if you listen to TMA, if you listen to this podcast, and you think you have a sense for who Jackson Burkett is and what Jackson Burkett does, and you feel like you replicate those personality traits, those work ethic traits, and you're ambitious, then email me at tmckernanatinsidestl.com. Well, it's such a nice compliment. I, well, I it's, really it's, appreciate it. It's... I don't necessarily give compliments to give compliments, so that way when I do give a compliment, you know it actually means Absolutely. something. Absolutely, yeah, that's a big part. But I'm also doing it just because I think 
that's the, the people listen to the shows and they go, okay, that's what he's looking for. I'm probably not that. Or, oh my God, I, I listen to Jackson. I love Jackson because I feel like I can relate to Jackson. Uh, and so if you've, if you've been listening and you're like, I can do what he does, well, that's what we need for Sound Story. And uh, I would love to find that person. And I've gotten a bunch of emails and people say, what are you looking for? And the honest answer is, I know the kind of person I'm looking for work ethic wise mm-hmm. and the ability to do a bunch of different things never complain you never complain what's Try the deal to. with that I, do you do you find yourself having to fight it here's the thing here's me t- tell me what's going on with you because i always complain <laughs> in life especially in when you're working you got two options with stuff you can complain about it or you can just do it and then you know deal deal with it later this is the time in your career where you don't complain right exactly when you're coming up now, it'll be interesting if you're still doing this in 20 years and I come back and I, I speak at university. Right, which is, <laughs> you'll be doing tours around local and national university, just, you know, around the country. And, uh, and I'll, I'll, see, I'll see if you're still this guy at, at only 44, younger than I am now. Fuck. No. I try to think of things in, like, big picture terms, like, will I be upset about this in a day? That's a healthy perspective. That's nice to have at 24. Will I be upset about this in a week? And if that's if it's not the case, then it's not because like sometimes like I can identify what I see red like when I'm upset with something. And have I been around you whenever that's gone on? Tell me an. Yeah, but it was never because of something. The yellow diaper in the Caribbean Sea. No, no, I was seeing nothing but yellow. Unfortunately, Um, uh, you've been around, but it's never been like because of something you did. It's all almost always one time the YouTube was left on, and we were in the middle of. That, doing balloon party and I'd never and I honestly thought you were having a gastric issue right and that would have been a safe assumption because I sprinted out of the studio if I had waddled it actually been a better indication um I wanted to crawl into a fetal position at that point but um yeah I've, I, and the I, thing is I didn't think it was that big of a deal which is interesting to me you got a little producer Joe in you in that way yeah, it, it's just I don't like making mental mistakes I, if some if I make a mistake because I but don't it wasn't have, your mistake Oh, yeah, that, in that case, it was. Oh, that, really? In that situation, it was my because I was around the board that day. Um, ah, so that that was my oh, mistake. Okay. I don't like mental mistakes that are avoidable. If I make a mistake because I didn't have enough information going into it, that's okay. Like I can learn from that. God, mental you sound mis- like me at forty six, and you got it at twenty four. You're so dangerous. Mental mistakes, and I hate it when my basketball team makes mental mistakes that You're are talking about avoidable. The Tigers. Yeah, I hate that, and I hate making mental mistakes on my own that are avoidable. If I can avoid making mental errors. I know I've been successful, but every mistake is a learning opportunity. As I'm well. telling you, I'm telling you, I like this buy stock in Jackson, even Thank though you. I own it all. You can yeah, that's right. require some. Buy. Uh, we are in the homeloanexpert.com studios. So yeah, if you're interested in uh, sound story, I'm not talking about, of course, if you're interested in buying a sound story, mysoundstory.com. But if you're interested in being the Jackson of sound story, team McKernan at insidestl.com. Uh, Joe Buck, if you heard the spots is uh, a part of the business we're at a point now where I don't know. There's no point in saying anything. So this is bad broadcasting. You might have to bring out the shears here. <laughs> That's all right. But I'm hopefully going to just be able to hand it off and kind of do the things that I'm quote unquote good at if there are those things, which is talking about it and conducting the interviews and so on. So um, it's uh, it's exciting and it's an opportunity. And if you uh, and here's another th- here's another thing, and this isn't because I'm looking to hire somebody on the cheap. I don't really care if anything. I like to hire people, and and I want them to make money. I like when people make money. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, 
I like when ambition and work ethic is rewarded. Yeah. That's what I like. And, uh, and people are treated properly. So with that said, I, I personally, and I don't know if this matters or not, because I don't know if this is the way you are. You've never really, you've never really said it. And, and I think when you're 24, you're in a different mindset too, because you are usually just trying to quote, get by. Mm-hmm. But then at some point, whether it be in your 20s or 30s, you find out if you're more of a guaranteed paycheck person or an upside person. I am without question an upside person. Mm-hmm. Without question an upside person. And um, and I and I don't know. I don't. What do you think the breakdown of the American population between the ages of 25 and 54 are? This is fun with arbitrary percentages. You could give me damn near any number, and I would I would buy in as to the percentage of guaranteed paycheck person upside person i'd say 80 percent are guaranteed paycheck, All right, I'm, 20%. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm closer to that right. as far as your assessment and a lot of people are in situations where they kind of have to be guaranteed paycheck that's, people. that's the other thing like if i would have had children right. when i was 24 i couldn't have been right exactly i guess i could have been upside person in my 40s i suppose if i got them through school and yeah right, right, moved right, right. on but yeah 100 percent. so that's just a byproduct i think of my circumstances so i don't know i'm saying one is better than the other i'm just saying i am without question upside person i have to have it i have to have it in my mind that i am chasing something even if i can never even realistically get there now as i've said before it doesn't necessarily lead to happiness because if you don't get there then you're constantly not satisfied mm-hmm. but if you're constantly not satisfied you're always chasing, chasing yeah and so when you're chasing, the process can lead to a byproduct of random crap that, you know, if you're going by the book, you would have never gone, oh, well, yeah, leave television and do a stupid shit radio show. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go to New York and do a stupid shit radio show. Start a website, leave television and do a stupid shit radio mm-hmm. show. None of this stuff would have been something a guidance counselor would have ex- no. instructed. And had I had a wife and a couple of kids when I was leaving television doing a stupid shit radio show there's no way i would have left television and done a stupid shit radio show so that's what i mean by the circumstances so with all of that said if you're an upside person and you see what we have going on that's and you have the work ethic you have ambition what else do you have tell me what else you have what else do you have that i don't give you enough credit for <laughs> i know uh, I, I guess one thing that I always I just try to be pleasant. I just always try to be. That's I nice. You do. Be, you do have that. I just try to be pleasant to people. Like I don't know. It's just uh, I never see the upside and never like being passive aggressive. Just like just you know, it, even if you don't like someone necessarily, just always be nice. Like it's just always helpful. People always think you're nice, and nice people usually get the benefit of doubt on things. Just just try to be pleasant. Nice. This, this Jackson, you're spitting knowledge today. I appreciate you're it. You're spitting knowledge. So, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. I made reference to the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly, James Carlton, Mark Hanna, Seth Goldcamp, Jamie Burkhard, Peter Mungadast, uh, Clayton Patterson. Those are the names associated with this podcast. We are very grateful for the support of the sponsors who make this podcast possible. And uh, the Home Loan Expert is uh, giving this information. Average credit card debt uh, rates are at 19.1%. That's the highest since July of 91. My God, what was I doing in July of 91? I know you weren't doing anything mm, yeah. for seven years. My inception was yeah. was come from seven to years. Come. Yeah. Um, God, I guess I was done with my freshman year. I think that might have been when my dad had me get a worker's permit to start bussing tables at Pietro's, which is the strangest thing ever. Is that Pietro's, the one on Watson and That's Chippewa correct. there? Yeah. yeah. I see it all the time. I pass it all the time. That's where I worked. And I, I, when I pass it, I think there's, <laughs> there's where Tim cut his teeth in the working world. Uh, I'm telling you, though, as much as I 
hated that. Right. And it wasn't that I necessarily hated the job. I hated that I was told I have to get a job. Yeah, right. And I just watched my high school years go by while I'm bussing tables on Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah, because that's the job. You When you're that young, you get jobs where you're working Fridays and Saturday nights. Oh, absolutely. Nights. Yeah. And I'd get done with school, which isn't necessarily, you know, and you're going, okay, I'm heading home to South St. Louis where not a lot of my classmates sure. lived. sure. And now I have to go home and put on black pant, white shirt, and an apron, uh, and yeah. bus tables. And Sucks. they're go they're about to go do whatever the hell they're about to do. Exactly. And I'm I'm gonna be working until eleven thirty. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, I, I I worked every summer at Forest Park. It was like, you know, it was, all my friends were doing stuff, and I was usually working either early early morning, so the night before was tough, or really not late nights, but like nine thirty. The good part was, if, you know, you go home and immediately just go right. You just smell like sewage and stuff like that. You know, it's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I just look back on that. That's one thing. I think my parents are. I truly do, and I know people say it, so whatever. I, but but I they and I think I think my brothers and sister are more of a, a testimonial to my parents than than me certainly. And I think if they were probably ranking exhibits, I would be the distant fourth. But uh, that's one that I'm just like, yeah, here I am. And I don't think I'm going to do that with my boys. I just, just, I just, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what the, I know my dad's big thing was to teach a work ethic. Sure. And it did. It absolutely did. And it also made me recognize the importance of trying to find something to do that you're passionate about. Yeah. That was huge. I don't know if that was necessarily by design. Why is Iggy walking back and forth outside of the studio like a shooting gallery? Like- <laughs> he is. He's pacing. <laughs> it is. It's like the duck. Play a duck in a game. We're, we're in the 101 ESPN production studio, not the main studio. And I'm like, oh, there goes Iggy. I'm surprised he's still here because it's 11:23. And then, I mean, with no more than a second later, that he headed back. And he's kind of walking with a purpose too. When Iggy usually <laughs> walks, it's more of a saunter. He's walking, he's rocking up his ass. I don't know where he's going. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that's uh, what I was doing in July 91, and that's when the credit card rates were high. Start fresh in the path to financial freedom today at thehomeloanexpert.com. Uh, financial freedom, that's what Mark Hanna can get you, Jackson, and I know that's what you're working with him on. Bingo, man. Like, you, you know, you might be in a situation, you might be young like me, or you're in your early, mid-30s, or just had a child, or there could be a thousand different circumstances you're in. It's just getting help. It's just getting someone who can guide you it in the is. right direction. It's not necessarily someone who's you're going to you know sign up with and, and then your portfolio increases by tenfold. I, you know, there's so many different situations. It's just about the act of saving, learning about financial literacy, and protecting your financial future. And that's what Mark Hanna can do for you. And there's going to be a lot of people out there who can kind of you know give you a plan and kind of cookie cutter thing. That's not what Mark does. He learns about you and your goals, where you want to be in the next five to ten years. If you just make an adjustment, you get on the phone. And what really separates Mark is his way he conveys that message to you. When you get off the phone, you feel better than when you get on the phone. And to it's me, true. that's worth its weight in gold. So if you don't have anybody or if you already have somebody, consider making the switch or start working with the great Mark Hanna. 314 or go online at evergreenstl.com. You can work with the great James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. He is my insurance agent. I would love to see him become your insurance agent as well. Go online at carltoninsurance.net or just type it in Google. You're going to see 307, 307 five-star reviews for James Carlton and his staff. They are truly Amazing, and I recommend them a major way. 
hey, obviously I back it up because I am a client of James Carlton. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. I think a lot of people overlook the importance of life insurance. It's just something, Jackson, man, I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know if it's 20. The only reason I would tell you to do it is it'd probably be like $25 a month or something like right, that. Right. And you just knock it out. And then when the time comes, if you have somebody you're going to leave money for, family and all that, you got it and you got it now. That's something I guess I look back on and I go, yeah, I missed that. I missed that one. So easy to do. And, and God, and I remember doing it like 20 years ago. I go, why am I doing this? And then kind of annoyed by the $50 that would come out of my account each but now I'm like, that was the greatest thing right, exactly. ever. Yeah. You know, now that when you're in your 40s, you're paying higher for it. Get it. Do not ignore it. It is important. 314-961-4800. online at carltoninsurance.net. While we were sitting here, I got another email about SoundStory. This is from a Miami, Ohio grad, I believe. Ooh, Red Yeah, Lines. yeah. Um, let's see. He already emailed me, and I responded. And I think I said, Kevin, good afternoon. We're growing SoundStory, and in order to optimize the business, I need to hire at least one person I use Jackson as an example on the podcast and TMA because he came in and has had a great work ethic and attitude, and that's what we need for Sound Story. So this gentleman asked me about the position, and he said, absolutely, uh, understand. Work ethic, not a problem here. Love the shows and attach the show to my hometown of St. Louis. If you could be more specific on time commitment and what a day-to-day or week-to-week would look like, I can give you a better idea based off of experience and my time availability if I can be of service or not. I'll be honest with availability. Having grown up in St. Louis and no friends who listen, I could reach out to them as well as if they could be or would be a better fit if needed. Thanks again and appreciate the time fielding questions. Uh, th- here's the thing. That's why I'm responding vaguely to people. I just know we're going to I don't know how aggressive the expansion is going to be in the short term. So... Um, I, uh, that is, that's why I'm just trying to collect the people. So, and by collect, I mean, collect the candidates so that when the time comes, I will have an idea of what direction we are going to go, whether we need to hire multiple people or we're just going to hire one person. Um, so that is the situation, but think of Jackson as your muse. I like that. I've never been a muse. And now you are. I feel so great. It's an honor. God, I'm telling you, if I had like just one more of you. Can you imagine the things we could do? Well, there's some scientific revelations with cloning these things. We could clone you. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be willing to. You would clone. be? Yeah, I'd be kind Would of. you participate in an MMF with yourself? Oh, I guess if there's going to be any guy, yourself would be the best choice. Is that right? Is that narcissistic? <sighs> Let's see. I'll, if I answer yes, then it is. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the test. I don't know. I think it'd be, I, it's a comfort thing. Yeah, I kind of know my moves. Yeah, I I, I can't. Oh, oh, look at the little fella at the end of the bed, Jack Hamron. It's all better than... <laughs> oh, that's me. It's better than the story you've told before on this podcast about... Oh, the, the guy beating off? Yeah, that, that God, could happen. That would, you have unbelievable focus that you're able to go right through the that. The two women involved were ridiculous. Right, so they made it easier. And I was fucked up. And yeah. it was four in the morning. But yeah, yeah I can still... I can still... I can't picture his cock, per se. Which is nice. Yeah, but I mean, I do believe because I didn't have a chip. I lived in a small condominium in yeah. Clayton, the Moorlands. Oh, okay. And the rooms are not that big. I'm sure some places are. Mine was not. And therefore, there is not furniture. There's not a Davenport, <laughs> right? For example, in the room, I can't picture exactly. This has been a while. And and so what I'm saying by bringing that up is, at some point, this gentleman, I believe, wheeled in oh, my man. office chair to use it to beat off on. Oh God. I guess that's better than sitting on the floor, because that would be super weird, too. Well, then at that point, it says audio. 
Yeah. You know, you couldn't see anything. Yeah, but st- I just Gosh. to wheel in the chair too. Like I need the I need. Ugh. I know, but I think that must have happened because I know I didn't have any seating furniture in the bedroom. There just wasn't room for it. Right. So. To me, for whatever reason, I'm not as concerned with him beating off the end of the bed so much as the fact that at some point he got up and wheeled in the chair from my office to sit down and pleasure himself. Yeah, that's uh, some of the Why questions. does that bother me more? Your thoughts, Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. All right, we've had deep dives the last uh, few mm-hmm. QFTAs, and so I have this stack, for lack of a better term, of QFTAs that I want to try to make sure I hit, and then we can go back deep diving. And maybe yeah. the, maybe I say deep dive, and then we're going to wind up doing one, and I'm going to do three hours on it. I have a sales call with a brand new client on TMA. Actually, I have two new clients on TMA, one at two, and then I have a meeting at three. So it's 11.30, literally 11.30. I hold up my yep. phone for yep. proof. So my plan was to go back home. I'm going to enjoy that Andrea's barbecue oh, sauce on so my shredded. So you've had it too? So good. What is going on with that? That Max, what's he doing? It's a, it's sweet yet tangy. Really big fan. God almighty. Yeah. It's my it's the it's in the one hole of my dippings. And I have my sauce. You have a Mount Rushmore of dippings? My collection of sauces in my fridge is actually. Oh, that's why you're the sauce boss. There's so many. I have three different kinds of mustards. I go with the Chick-fil-A sauce quite often. That's a good one. I'm very happy with that. It's a really, really but good one. But I can't one. wait to eat this shredded chicken, which really couldn't be more bland, and then just dip it in the end. And the Andrews isn't even a fucking sponsor of this show. Right, exactly. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just giving a free one here, but it is that good. Uh, so anyway, my point was I'm going to go home, dine, and then go and then do one of these Zoom calls with the client, then go out and meet the client, different client at 3 o'clock. That's my plan. And I got to still do pack. But we packed and shipped the car on Friday. Oh, nice. nice. But I'm still. I, I bring all of my pillows, three pillows, like a fucking yeah, little that is, dandy. That is, that is a little. Dandy. So that's that requires a suitcase. You got three? Did they all go behind your so head? So I have no. So here's my setup. Okay. I lay on one. Uh, yeah, you sleep dead into the. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. I am on my back, hands folded like I'm in a casket. <laughs> hopped up on so much shit. Just got done watching Curb Your Enthusiasm yep. in a great place. Yeah. Um, and then within seconds, usually I'm asleep. And then I have a pillow, a lighter pillow on my head. And then I have another pillow that I'm not holding at the time, but over the course of the evening I will hold. Okay, no, I get that's that. my move. All right, yeah, I know. Like some people, and go and I on need those pillows as opposed to the place that I am going to be staying. I don't know what kind of you pillow. Can't, oh, you can't, you can't. Trust and I them. can't risk four weeks of sleep. No, when I'm sure it's not going to be blacked out. You know. Oh no, yeah, no shot. So that's that's my move. With that Florida sun too, I I had to deal with that. Yeah, you you can't trust a, a road pillow. You need to bring your no. own pillows. So that's going to require its own suitcase. My <laughs> wife is going to love that. That's great. Oh yeah, it's real great. It's so <laughs> fucking strange. <laughs> Uh, All right, so I want to go through as many as I possibly can. Now, this one got read on TMA today because I feel like it's directed in the Plowhawks direction, but it was addressed to me. And you, I don't think, commented, so we're going to get your response here. So for those of you who didn't hear TMA, here it is. Hey, Tim, I've been a proud listener of TMA for years. It's what gets me gets me through my workday. I'm pretty obsessed with podcasting as a medium while working in an office or rocking our baby to sleep. I don't know how I'd do it without my AirPods and podcasts. In a given week... 
I listened to every second of TMA, Balloon Party, QFTA, Ryan Rosillo, Bill Simmons, Power Mizzou, College Football Inquirer, the, Rewatch- the Rewatchables, If I've Seen the Movie, and Chris Long's podcast. I'm Bangers. sure you're a fan of all. The Rewatchables and Greenlight are two of my favorites. So yeah, I'm sure some, my wife included, would think I have a problem. And this brings me to my question. How much control do you have with the content on TMA all day? Jackson, would you like to field that one? None. Thank you. Are you contractually obligated to play the previous week's sods over the weekend? Jackson, would you like to field? No. Okay. I'm sure many of the super lemmings out there would like some more variety to the content. Let me start by saying I have no problem with the timing or how Plowsy lays out slash picks the all-day content. It sounds like a tough job, and I know he works hard. My issue is the repeats of that week's show. When I get to Sunday afternoon, I'm out of the podcast to listen to and in desperate need of something to get me through my evening. Typically, I turn on TMA all day and hear a show, and I just listened to it two days ago. I would imagine from your perspective, you're between a rock and a hard place. Do you cater to the P1 super fans, or do you cater to the busier listeners who couldn't stream every second catch up on the weekend? Since that's a question, and it's specific to me, I will answer this one. Uh, it, it doesn't cross my mind ever because I have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And that's not intended to come off as flippant so much as just direct and the truth. Uh, I was just curious what your thoughts were. I am also curious if there is a difference in stream download data for the last week's content or the classic content. I would imagine, real straightforward, if I'm guessing the question is about the streaming numbers versus the... Oh, I see. Like, if we were to break down in this hour, this ran in this hour, the honest answer is I don't know. I, I think what I would tell you is the numbers are probably, relatively speaking nominal yeah as in not very large right that's what my guess would be uh perhaps there is no way to measure this uh, you could measure it on on the app and see what the live streaming is but i would tell you it might again i don't know but my guess is it would be relatively speaking nominal finally i'm aware that i can go to tmastl.com to find archives of old shows when i go back to 2015 for example i find a lot of Derek gould calls in to talk about the cardinals uh, and more non-evergreen content. I wish there was a way to go to the app and press a button to hear a random classic segment that Plowsy already fixed for TMA all day. I'm sure it would be a fantastic waste of time and money for Hubbard. That's an important thing that he just wrote right there. And I want to say, I'm not saying that flippantly, because I think I come at things from sitting on the other side of the desk or having sat on the other side of the desk, and so then I kind of recognize the priority chain. And it I don't know if I gave you, if Hubbard handed, Hubbard St. Louis handed me their top, I was going to say 100, but I think I might be able to say top 500 priorities if the TMA all-day weekend content would be in the top 500. I just don't think it would be. And I'm not saying because they don't they, they don't respect us. If anything, I think they respect us more. We were just in that, you were in that yeah. digital meeting. Oh, My yeah. God, I think we, we were the lead-off hitters in the digital meeting uh, with the corporate uh, in, in for that last uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. There's a great appreciation for what this show is, more than I ever expected, certainly more than we've ever had. A lot of that just has to do with the revenue, which, of course, matters. If you don't bring in revenue, you don't have relevance, and that's why I talk about it, because that's how you keep score. But um, certainly the downloads back it up, but I think the focus is more on the live 7 to 10 broadcast than it is the TMA all day. And... The reason why I think there's TMA all day is, okay, you have this channel. Why not just have, I think initially they were just going to play music. Because right. I think 105.2, they had been playing more obscure alternative rock. Right. 
And so when Tommy and I got together and we were talking about it, I go, what about just doing kind of like what Howard does with Howard 100 and 101, as in Howard 101, and playing those kinds of shows mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. But at Sirius XM, they have staff that that allows them to do that, and that's just not something that we have right. here. And you can go, well, there's three fucking producers. And I understand that, but that's just not, it's just not, it's just not a realistic thing. And and now, if X number of dollars, a material number of dollars were associated with it, and then you go, okay, well, because of TMA all day, the station is making this much money, therefore we can allocate dollars either to Plowboy or KGO Town um, to dig deep and cut up these segments and then have a rotation more so than the Saturday and Sunday repeats of that week's shows, then I would imagine that's how it would come to fruition. But even then, what TMA brings in, which is certainly, I think everybody here would agree, uh, even though they might not necessarily want me talking about it, um, not that they really care though, is certainly caught their eye and had no idea and it's wonderful what's gone on with and I, I think that'd be unanimous with that said you have radio stations that jackson and i are looking at right up here up and down the hallway which bring in you know multiples of what tma brings in because they are monster fm many of them heritage radio stations and so you just kind of recognize what things are. TMA is an individual ent- entity. I think the people in this building now look at it as um, a phenomenon in some ways that mm-hmm. it even was able to exist as long as it has existed and then brings in the dollars and the listeners that it does. But it's in a different class, not necessarily higher or lower, but it's not part of these radio station that brings in, you know, I don't know, and it's not my place to say because I don't know. It would be irresponsible, but much more and so, therefore, to spend time on weekend programming that is not responsible for revenue generation would be a, relatively speaking, waste of resources. Now, I, I suppose that may come off as corporate handjob shit. I don't know. It's, it's 100% the truth. <laughs> right. But it might, I might be using words that, you know, that sound like corporate handjob shit, but that's it. And, and if I were in their position, that's exactly how I would view it. Because I was in charge of weekend programming for a handful of weeks. And you're just like, yeah, we don't make any. Okay, so this guy's going to broker that, that hour, you know, for 500 bucks a month. Great. We're in here trying to make at least six figures per month. Right. So the $500 is 0.5% just don't fucking care. Right. Like, make sure that everything is right for the person brokering the time, but the rest of it, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And so that, hopefully, when I lay it out, I always like to try to talk in the math without going into specific dollars, you know, about this company situation. I can speak to what it was when we were doing that at 920 and the handful of weeks uh, that I was really, truly in charge at KFNS in 2016. It was about two. Um, but... You know, it's not my place to talk. And I, on top of that, I don't know what Hubbard's financials are. And number two, it's not it sure as hell is in anybody's place to be talking about a private company's financials. But I just, I have a general idea. And that is the real reason. That's the real reason. And I would imagine, Kyle, because you strike me as a reasonable guy who's not coming at it from what the fuck's wrong with Plowboy and the weekend shit, lazy ass stoner. You're asking the question and I want to give you a real answer. And that's the real answer. Um, you know, if I were to say, and I did say this in a meeting, actually, the same meeting we were just citing, what I think we could do better, I would say without question, 
It is our social media, the use of TikTok now that I'm a TikTok addict, <laughs> and uh, clips of video. That's without question where we could grow, without question. But again, Jackson, and I'm not saying if you weren't in here and I was just sitting here talking by myself, I would say the same thing. Jackson can only do so much. Right. You know, so uh, that's 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 what it gets down to. And you're here. I mean, you're here every day. Now, part of it is because you sit in that booth <laughs> yeah. and just I walk by and I'm like, you're, you have your head in your hands and you're looking down. But this is part of your deprogramming thing. Yeah, it's 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 severe ADD, and you need to do this, which I kind I, of respect because you know you know your game. I know that like sometimes if my if I can't focus, like you got to like reset essentially, and sometimes just like taking a walk, just like one lap around the place can help reset. But yeah, there's times where I could be spending my time much more wisely. But uh, if that's how you, but see, I get what you're saying there, but I need to. And my wife, God bless her, she gets it. It's not a thing with her. And I'll say that if she's like something wrong, but it's got nothing to do with you. Right. I just need some time alone because when you are doing what we are doing, which we are lucky to do, got to do your official disclaimer, but we don't stop talking from 7 to 11. And now we're talking another hour or so. Yeah, right. It doesn't stop. So you just need time to deprogram, for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah. And I think you... Maybe that's not what your thought process is, but I think that's what's going on. Yeah. I think that very much could be the case. Right. Yeah. And so it's like after shows. I go sometimes when I have a sound story at 1130, but we just got done with Balloon Party. I go into that office that we both have, but we never use. Right. Because I'm virtually certain no one will come in there, and I can just have time alone after talking for four straight hours. I know I need that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just time to, like, reset. Right. And, like... Like just sometimes you need that in your life, especially like for me, like, you know, I lose focus so easily. Like sometimes just like focusing on stuff that I, you know, is not something I should probably focus on helps me refocus on stuff and kind of it makes the day easier. Because if you look at your day, like I have to do all of this in succession, like it can get a little hairy. So if you stay an extra 30 minutes because you take time away to deprogram. Right. Then you're going to be more effective once you start working again. Bingo. So I actually think it just works. You know, and I know that there are certainly ways that people will go, well, you're wasting time. You're doing this. You're wasting time. But if you're going to work more optimally, taking 20 minutes to read some nonsensical article, you know, or scroll TikTok or Instagram yeah. is is actually, I think, got benefits. Oh, yeah. But it sounds, relatively speaking, counterintuitive to working optimally. Right, right. And then, but if yeah, you're working right. more effectively once you did that, then it's better than like, going, okay, I'm just going to jam it all in and now I'll be home sooner when you can reset but you're no longer working. Right. And actually, I can draw a parallel to load management in that. You know, if, yeah. you're, if you're not going to play some games, you're going to be more effective in others, then there's benefits to mm-hmm. it. If it's, that's not the case, if you're not effective in the games you do play when you don't, when you sit – then it's a different story. But if you're more effective in the games you play, then taking that game off might be good. And so if you're more effective in the work you do for two hours because you took a 15, 20-minute break to just deprogram, then to me it's worth it. Yeah, I, I think there's something uh, to that. Not that that's what Kyle <laughs> was asking. Uh, let's see what we got here. I love Iggy, but there's no way he's real. Good Get a lot of questions directed for us that we can't necessarily yeah, answer, tough. but we'll opine. Uh, no one is as... 
No one is as unself-aware, not sure that's a word the person wrote, I'm not inserting my own words, as he is. He is so stuck in his little bubble and has never done a single thing wrong or incorrectly in his mind. Listening to TMA all day right now, and he is talking about how he thinks he can hook up with his 28-year-old neighbor. He also thought he got clo- thought he got close twice in Jamaica. There's no way he can actually believe all the stuff he says, can he? I'm just so intrigued by how he can actually believe all the BS he spews. That comes from the turd burglar. Um, well, like I've said a few times on both TMA and this podcast, Doug and I have said, there's no way it's real. Is it Doug? Doug has said that to me. And like I said, Doug and I just don't usually talk about anything to do with the show when we do talk. Um, I think if you, you got about a thousand dollars, if it's real or not, I would say it's real. And then some things may be exaggerated, but if it weren't real, here's a tell to me, a tell. The fact that he has this current thing where he's not posting on the fan page because he's mad at people on the fan page. If it <laughs> if it were an act, then he wouldn't care that some of these people were critical. Right. You see what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah, you're yeah. playing a character. Right. So that lends itself to me to be he's he's more than likely real. And I think he is real. You know? I mean yeah, that's 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 where I come in on it. I yeah. know that wasn't necessarily because how can I answer a question yeah. without somebody's playing a character? But that's my that's my interpretation. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think it's real, and there's certainly some exaggerations or some embellishment, um, but for the most part, that's just who Iggy is. You know, he isn't afraid to say exactly what he's thinking, and sometimes to his benefit, sometimes to his detriment. But either way, he's unapologetically himself, and to me, that's why he's the most unique. And one of the best personalities. Because do- the key is he doesn't care. Bingo. That's the key. That, to me, is how you are a great radio slash podcast personality. And if you can, be television personality. But usually mm-hmm. television doesn't allow for it. Um, when you get in a spot where you're like, oh, I'm working with this guy, and I know he's going to do this, or he's going to act like this, or he's going to say this, even though I know he doesn't mean it, I'm out. It right. just, it just, it and, and Iggy, you know. If in the Plowhawk will absolutely opine on the Cardinals, which they acknowledge they don't watch. I think they opine more than me and Doug do on it. But, you know, I'm not like, hold on a second. You know, now, if there's something that I feel like is factually inaccurate that I can point, like today, right. Paul Goldschmidt had a terrible, what Iggy says, Paul Goldschmidt had a terrible two or three last, and I'm like, well, he had a bad last month. Right. But I mean, if you say last two or three months, you now are essentially getting close to half of the baseball season mathematically, and then he still won the MVP. Right. Been a hell of a first <laughs> pass. Right. So that's when I jump in, but otherwise, opine away. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I think that's what makes, you know, I think that's what makes the show what it is. Yeah. Um, so there is my answer to the question. Uh, dear hiring manager, huh. I may not be the most qualified candidate, but I wanted to get your opinion on something. Now that the Blues are in rebuild mode and many players from the Stanley Cup winning team are no longer on the roster, uh, which players do you think are the most likely candidates for the Blues Hall of Fame and which players, if any, do you think will have their num- or might have their numbers retired? Peace out. That's from Nat Caller, Adam. P.S. Again, I'm enjoying the show. Uh, I'm in the tank on this, no pun intended. It's such a unique, there's no precedent because there was no Stanley Cup beforehand. So, you won't, Barbashev's number will be worn again, but uh, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and Petrangelo, 
Right. Those are those are spots. Right. And for the guys who are no longer here. Yeah, O'Reilly's kind of a tough spot too because he's obviously here for the Cup run. All of them are Blues Hall of Famers, without question to me. Because now I'm I'm applying the Cardinal Hall of Fame model to the Blues Hall of Fame model. Gotcha. Which is everyone who played for the organization will eventually be in the Hall of Fame. Right. That's what I'm seeing with the Cardinal Hall of Fame. And fine, whatever. It's for the fans. God bless. Doesn't impact my life in any way. It's not like it's some serious debate. So if we're talking Blues Hall of Fame, which only has one class in it at the moment, and if I'm going to see it turn into the Cardinal Hall of Fame, then, you know, the hell Barbershop might wind up in that. As far as number retirement goes, now that's a different class. That's Yeah, that's kind of where I'm... Yeah. Um, God... I think Petrangelo's will. Yeah, I was. Thinking, I think O'Reilly's will. O'Reilly is where I might disagree, just because he wasn't. He was only here for. But he was the Con Smythe winner for yeah. the team, first team that won the cup, and I and I and I. I don't know if he, I can't imagine he comes back, but I don't know. I just if he does, then yeah, I would say that it will absolutely get retired. I had a little. Uh, but who would have thought? You listen to QFTA for Blues news, <laughs> but here it is. Um, I don't want to call it a source because it's not a source. It's essentially a friend uh, said uh, he's not putting his house up for sale um, because his family loves it here. Now, I know Petrangelo did the same thing, and then I think eventually he sold his house and then he was in West County. So um, O'Reilly's situation, um, that could just be he wants to keep the roots here and they've got enough money to have two homes even though this isn't necessarily like a vacation destination. Or it could be, I think I might be back after my time with the Leafs. And if that happens, then that adds on to that term, and he probably retires a member of the Blues. Right. So that changes it. So it's a good question. I, I may be leaving some out uh, of the people who've left. I, mean, I want to make sure that's no longer in the roster. Which play? Yeah. And I might be missing. DP 5-7? What about... He was here for a. That's that's a play. Yeah. I mean, now we're starting to get into everybody's getting their number retired. I just don't know if that's right. realistic. And then ninety-one too. I mean, my God. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm thinking. Okay, now we're doing too many. Pat Maroon will be in the Blues Hall of Fame, but Pat right. Maroon won't have his number retired. Yeah, seven will be worn again, but yeah. I well, I mean, seven's gone. Um, but because there's a billion Blues players who have worn number seven, but uh. I don't know, man. I don't know on the number retirement thing. Vladdy and Petrangelo seem like to me. I would I would agree with that, but but when you get to O'Reilly being the Con Smythe winner for the first Stanley Cup one and just loved, yeah. just such a huge part of it. Captain, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't know. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. But you know, I think if he comes back, to, it's a lock to me. But yeah. right now, it's a fifty-fifty ball. Um. All right. I think I. Yeah. I think I. Oh, this is about the spreadsheets. That was last week's, the spreadsheet question. Um. Let's see. I got. Oh. Okay. I think this is a good one here. Um. Dear resident, <laughs> as we embark on a new era of St. Louis sport in St. Louis with the MLS team, dogs. Dogs. I was wondering if you believe that sport fandom in the U.S. by its nature is elitist. As has been discussed on your radio shows recently, the price of STL City games for things like tickets, food, TV streaming packages, and merchandise seems higher than some expected. 
Certainly some of this is supply and demand, and as you have rightly pointed out, the team would not be charging that amount if people didn't want to pay it. And of course, this is an essential activity, and therefore, if you don't like the price, then vote with your dollars and don't buy the things you think are overpriced. I agree with all this, but it has also made me ponder if going to events or supporting a sports team in this manner makes me elitist. I am just subjecting myself to the shaming you have mentioned in the past of people who have success in our area. Uh, am I falling for the peer pressure some in our society place on well-off or wealthy people by using the word elitist as a pejorative? Wow, that was a hell of a question. Am I just subjecting myself to the shaming you have mentioned in the past of people who have success in our area? Am I falling for the peer pressure some in our society place on well-off or wealthy people by using the word elitist as a pejorative? I think most of us would want for our families to be better off, and therefore is being elitist even a bad thing. I feel like as I get older, I often struggle with my own individual desire to provide for my family and my place in society. There are many who have far more than me, but I also find I also myself have far more than others, and sometimes that bothers me. That also is from Not Call Adam. Stay gold, pony boy. P.S. I'm again. I'm enjoying the show. He went back to backers. Uh, I think. If we're going to go, we go macro POV on Balloon Party. Let's go macro POV here on the Tim McKernan Show podcast from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I think comparatively speaking, like a month ago, we were in Jamaica. Damn near all Americans are elitist relative to, if yeah. if that if the quali- quality of life is going to be comparing and contrasting, then even a neighborhood in St. Louis that you would consider to be, not all neighborhoods, but most neighborhoods in St. Louis that you would consider to be poor by St. Louis standards, or lower middle class, if we were talking by actual uh, household income, would seem elite to the residences we saw in Jamaica. No doubt. So it's relative. Um, the question regarding spending the money, yeah, I, I it, what I found in St. Louis specifically, certainly relative to comparing it to probably a Southern California, which I haven't spent as much time in, or a South Florida, which I have spent a lot of time in. It's in, they're in two different worlds. And I think I was talking about this with my wife. I don't think I said this on any of the shows, but tell me, because you would know, because you're on all of them with me. (laughs) St. Louis's wealth is intentionally hidden. Have I talked about this on here? I, I, no, I, I can't imagine you have, no. Okay. It's intentionally hidden. The wealthiest of the wealthy don't want you to know they have it. The real money. I'm talking about the money that you don't know is here, that was, that's been here for more than 100 years. Like, by definition, old money. The new money wants you to know they have it, but that's not the real, real money. Those are millionaires, and don't get me wrong, most people would be happy to have that, but... When you're talking about the real, real money, that is in areas where trees are built yeah. to hide it. Yeah, A big house on display, very rarely, with real money behind it, will you find that in St. Louis. Right. A big house on display with a boat, you will find it almost up and down the Atlantic coast in Florida, right. where the real, real money is. I don't know why that is. All I can tell you is I have seen it firsthand, and I am aware of it. But I also know that most people probably aren't aware of it. I remember um, 
uh, there, was, there was a Christmas, and I have no idea why this came up. So strange. But growing up where I grew up, MICDS and John Burroughs, I don't even know if I knew about them. And I remember my dad kind of like breaking down and, and, and like the the caste system, for lack of a better term, in St. Louis and how weird it was in a, in a lot of ways tied to high school, not because of the high school itself, but because certain classes of people often will choose the schools based on fitting into their classes, which is such a God, I can't imagine too many other cities around the country the size of St. Louis right. have that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You just kind of go where you go. It's just such a weird deal. <laughs> but it is. But I mean, anybody who's listening to this who's got ties to St. Louis knows what I'm talking about. It's so fucking strange. I had no idea. And I, and I was in my, I was at the very least in high school. I might have, I had to have been, I couldn't have been possibly in uh, college and not been aware but to know that, and I'm sure some people listening to this might not necessarily, might have heard us maybe like joke about it, but not necessarily know kind of the way it works. And occasionally some new people will get in and then then potentially a generation or two, then the, the trajectory can change and then some people, old people will fall out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but it's a really, the, the power structure system in St. Louis for the most part is similar to what the power structure system in St. Louis was 50 years ago, which sounds kind of asinine. (laughs) But I would tell you it's not by coincidence, it's by design, which is why it is so difficult to see change in St. Louis, because those who really can control it don't want it because it works for them. Right. And so what I find to be frowned upon in St. Louis isn't necessarily the old money, because the old money is flying under the radar so it's tough to frown on it right what i think is frowned on in st louis by some and this is what this gentleman is referencing with his success shaming thing are the people who are super ambitious to try to put themselves in a different spot or their families in a different spot but then flash Mm. i don't think people necessarily hate the ambition they hate the flashing in st louis right and flashing and by flashing i mean bragging for lack of a better term and flashing in South Florida is expected. And I would actually tell you a lot of people without money are driving Mercedes. If I meet with a real estate agent in South Florida, and it's not like I'm looking at the most ridiculous priced stuff in South Florida. I mean, it's just, it would be it would be like I'd be getting a tour. You know, I mean, you're talking <laughs> about $20 million homes. Right. Um, and more. But uh, they will almost always be driving a Mercedes. Almost always always be driving Mercedes because they want to convey an image of success because that is what their buyers want. Right. Here, I feel like even if somebody is a doctor, which isn't necessarily considered, you know, that's that's good. You good, you know. Right. Uh good living to to be able you 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 can you can show off. Even then I feel like in St. Louis, it can be frowned upon. Do yeah. you see any of this? You went to Ladue, and I recognize you're not necessarily Ladue, but you went there, and right. I'm, we're coming at it from different experiences. Sure, yeah. So I grew- and I recognize I went to St. Louis U High, but I grew up in South City, and I absolutely and my parents are still there, and I love that neighborhood. And I I hate I've talked about it before the playing the role. I hate the playing the role and playing the role to me. It's a phrase my dad used growing up, and I know what the hell it meant, and now I see it. And I fucking hate it. 
fucking hate it. And I guess it's because why does it bother me so much? Because it's it's disingenuous and I don't like to be around you know, if somebody has money, great. And if somebody doesn't have money, I don't, I just couldn't care any less. Right. Is the person somebody I want to bullshit with? And if they have no money, if they have a billion dollars, I just don't fucking care one way or the other. But there's this thing, and I think social media has exacerbated it, where everything is wonderful. Um, and this, like, we're at this gala, and look, look at us, and we're being charitable, when in reality we're just there to be seen. And it's just like, I mean, I'm double-barrel fuck <laughs> off on that shit. Yeah. You know? I want nothing to do with it. Um, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. I hear what you're saying. All right, so what do you think? So I grew up around a lot of uh, old money, I guess you could say. It was in my neck of the woods. I lived in all of that, but, you know, that's just a stone throw away from some really, really, really beautiful homes that we'll do. Behind trees. Behind trees. And, like, to your point, like, there's no sign that says, hey, welcome to St. Louis Country Club. You got <laughs> to know where it is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's, it's not like a big, like, hello, welcome in, everybody. Like, yeah. It's, and that's the same with Seminole. That's yeah. the same with Seminole down in Florida. Right, right. You're not going to see it. It's not like Disney World where it's like a big sculpture of Goofy is sitting right there. Right. It's like a little sign that says St. Louis Country Club, and you kind of got to know where it is, and that's by design. The houses in Ladue, like you said, are behind tra- or down huge driveways where it's tough to see by design. The seclusion, I feel, of it is kind of like we've made our money we've or we have this money. Like we're just going to like fly under the radar and like, do our thing and be happy, which I think is actually pretty cool. Uh, I don't necessarily like, but there was times where I felt like people with old money were not flashing, I would say, but you know, certainly there's things where it would be, you know, places to be seen and, you know, so where where are these places? Tell me, I need to know places where you want to, to be make seen. Sure I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. I feel bad for like naming businesses that don't. Uh, oh really? Oh wow! Look at you! But all the, of a sudden, but there is like fucking guy. Huh? There, there's like spots where you're just like like people like you know you go. I really there. don't know. Are we talking Napoli? No, but kind of Napoli adjacent kind of. Interesting. There's like a. I'll say it, and we can always cut things out. <laughs> Truffles restaurant, and we'll do. Is a, is a place to be and seen. And the greatest thing is, I have no idea where it is. Yeah. I don't even know where it is. Where, you know where Bush's Grove used to be? I do. That's right next to there. Yeah. So right there on that main track in Ladue. And it's a place I'm to in be all seen. Of it. And, it's, and it, I know it's Nate in Tallahassee on TMA, and he's in Tallahassee. So, you know, self-awareness. But it's like when people, like, get into, like, the, the power structure thing or, like, bragging in St. Louis, it's like, we're all in a shithole. And, like, I'm in the better part of the toilet bowl than you are. I mean, relative, relative, again, relatively speaking. And that's I see that stuff, and I'm just like, I know all these people, or I know somebody who knows these people. I mean, that's how small this thing is. And so, I mean, what are we doing? Right. It just, I can't, it's, it's real housewife shit. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I want nothing to do with it. I am so grateful, so grateful that I am, I don't even know what the fuck it is that I am, but I am not part of that. Right. Because I would be saying no to being invited to MC this shit every, and I would hate it. It would drive me up the wall because I want nothing to do with it. I can't and I won't smile through it because it's vile to me. And I just, like I said, it, and, and, and I, every city has it. It's just ours is small, and so the pool of people involved are the same ones who just bounce from the same thing. And it's just, oh, God. If I could be in the woods with a golf course and my close circle of friends, maybe they're millionaires, maybe they're not. None of us give a shit. 
that's all I need. Oh, I'd be the greatest. That's all I need, man. Yeah, yeah. I, that's all I need. I just do not, you know, like I said, I'm telling you, the day I delete Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, that means that's it. That means I'm on my way. Two and a half hour flight. Goodbye. God bless. Thank you. I'll probably keep TikTok, never post anything <laughs> just like now, just so I can continue my addiction. But the rest of it, everything's great. And look at how great we are and how kind we are. And, and you know, and look how wealthy we are. Just like, fuck off. So that that is what I see. That's what I see. Now, what you're talking about is interesting because I'm aware of truffles, but I have never been. Right. I don't see me going, but I don't know anything about it. Right. And that's like one but example. See, but see, I think with truffles, I don't think if you're like... From, I'll use my neighborhood because that's safe because I can talk about my neighborhood, which I am on the record as absolutely loving right? Um, and absolutely do love. I don't think somebody who like grew up in my neighborhood and is trying to climb socially goes to truffles. Right. All right? Do you see what I'm saying? Kind of, yeah, yeah. But I think somebody from my neighborhood who's trying to climb socially is at parties in the park. I don't even know what parties in the park is. <laughs> What's this thing? That's the thing I always joke about. And it really apparently, it's, we're still joking about it, would resonate with our audience now, many of whom are now closer to my age than than yours. Yeah. In the 2000s, where it would be a thing where it'd be like a guy, you know, he's fresh out of Mizzou, doesn't have much money working at Enterprise or Edward Jones. And now he's got a BMW 3 Series and wants everybody to know about it. Right. And Keys in the hand. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just a thing. And I remember looking at it going, what is what is, the, what is this whole thing that I'm seeing, you know? Because uh, yeah. we all have known each other in some capacity because we're all still here, you know? It's not like people from, you know, Connecticut and L.A. have moved and it's a new crop of people. It's just we're older and now we're in a different place than when we were in Soulard five years ago. And now you are acting like, you know, you're killing it and everybody kind of knows like I said, playing the role. Yeah. A I, fucking weird thing. Now, are you seeing that socially? But you go out of your way to try to avoid some of this stuff, but I bet yeah, you see I do, it. Yeah, I do, but I... So you do see I, it? I have, oh, a, I have a story. I have a oh, st wonderful. I can dig in. I have a story. Because uh, kind of where, like, where my area, like where I grew up, and not necessarily people you know, doing it themselves and kind of flexing when ah, they don't have it. It's... Now see, that's different for me. It's family money. And so I had a buddy, I won't name him, won't even... Oh, Herb is taking shrapnel. Not Herb. Herb, uh... Oh, sweet, sweet Kai, better not listen this week. No, no, it's not sweet. Frog I, I, Dad is going to be not, hurting. Frog Dad's from Dallas. This is, uh, <laughs> uh just going to keep it as ambiguous as possible. But I have uh, a friend... going to be using the shears on this one today. <laughs> I had a friend who, at one point, um, we were just graduated college, he had a nice car, this is from his parents... And he went to a, a cocktail lounge, as you like to say, and he told me, he was like, yeah, you know, I was talking to this girl, and I just put my keys up onto oh, the table. God. I'm going to get as, up and leave. As, as, a, as a sign. And, I, and he was like, you know, just to, and I, I pulled him to the side. I said, that can't happen again. <laughs> I said, dude. That's what I wanted to do with you after the yellow diaper thing. <laughs> I said, dude, that just cannot, you can't be doing that. I was like, I understand your thought process, but I'm just going to tell you right away that that is a bad bad move and he didn't understand it and then like two like a year ago he was like yeah that was thank you for pulling the me more I, the more i think about that i was like yeah that was i was like because it's not you're just you're you're conveying <laughs> the wrong message now if you just want to get laid one night that's a different story and i told him that he was like i was just trying to get laid i was like all right that makes sense okay but if you're looking for like a partner 
Right. And probably increase the probability substantially if that worked that you're going to wind up giving her 50 plus percent of, of your your money. Yeah. If that's what that if that's the bait you're going to use to reel in the fish, right? And that and that's the thing about it. I just I'm telling. I mean, this guy just asked about soccer tickets. This poor motherfucker. But uh, I see it. I just don't. I so there's safe spending in St. Louis. I'm going to call it safe spending, and spending stupidly on sports in St. Louis is okay. Yep. Spending on drinks, G wagon would be a problem. Do you right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And because the homes. Unless you're new money, if you get a really nice home, there's no way in the fucking world you're going to take pictures of it and put it on social media. Right. Do you agree with me on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a different program in South Florida. And it's in, in new money in St. Louis, I suppose, although the old money will look at it and go, you know. What are we doing? <laughs> well, definitely what are we doing and why are you bragging, really? Right. right. But that goes on and it's a fucking thing. It's a safe spend is... Sports in St. Louis. Yep. So, in other words, I don't think in St. Louis it's viewed as elitist if you were to get really good tickets for the Dogs. No, I don't think it would. Either. Or the Blues, or the Cardinals, or the Battlehawks. But if you took a picture of your new Mercedes, different program. Do you agree with where I'm coming oh, yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't necessarily know the whys. I just know that it is the way that it is. And I'm not saying it's good or it's bad. I'm just telling you that after a number of years of seeing it, it is what it, what it is here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for the most part... And I almost think, I actually think it might be good in a way. I think ambition shaming is not good. I, I think that, but, but I don't necessarily know if people have a problem with people who are ambitious so much as people who actually kind of make it and then start pulling the, you know, the brags. Right. That's what I think. I think deep diving on this. I think a lot of, and the safe spending too, like I think you're absolutely spot on with the sports thing is a safe spend. I think a lot of times old money in general in St. Louis spend a lot on experiences, which I actually appreciate over materialistic stuff. Absolutely. Because I think there's less materialistic. And they'll do it in John's Island, you know, or something like that, which some people, like for the 2% of the audience knows what I'm talking about. The other night I had no idea what I'm talking about. Or they'll do it in, what's another spot? Oh, Michigan. Yeah. Um, Like they'll do it, but they'll do it where it's safe and nobody really knows. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm part telling of you, and I don't want to. I'm sure there's some skiing that I'm just not oh, all that familiar big time. with. Okay, big time. Uh, am I missing any other St. Louis wealth outposts that are not in St. Louis? Oh man, tell me you would you might know better than I do. The, uh, maybe maybe a little Idaho with Gazer Ranch. Uh, maybe, uh, but that's Colorado. that's kind of that's more the that's West. Coast. That's our athlete uh, alumni area. Yeah, the, the Colorado is certainly like parts of Colorado, like. I could tell you, like, of, like, the old family, old money families, like, oh, really? tell me where, where they, they would go in Colorado. Like, each really? one had a different... Is that right? Each wow. one had a different resort they like to go to, so that's a big part of it. And then Florida, Naples, the Naples, the Naples, Naples, or, is, Naples or even further south is uh, super popular. Right, Marco Island. Marco, yeah. that's a big spot. Yeah, Naples, Marco. St. Louis is more Gulf side. Yeah. Um. I don't run into damn near anybody from St. Louis when I'm in Jupiter. Yeah, that, I unless feel like they're there for it. spring training. Yeah, yeah, which I, is great. I love it. I love. I love that. I, I love it in both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, but 
Yeah, I, I, this, that was a nice question from Call, not Caller Adam, not Colorado, because yeah. it kind of digs into this. Uh, Feels like he's had a good couple questions. Oh, he's before. he's a damn him. Mount Rushmore of QFTA cures. Uh, Timmy, Timmy recaps, recaps absolutely. Not, not Caller Adam. Debs. Yeah, Debs. More, more issues, masturbatorial statements. Yeah, but so good. Yeah, um, wonderful masturbatorial statements. Yeah, those three. The fourth open spot. No. Yeah. Yeah, you can become the next uh, member of the Mount Rushmore of <laughs> <Next> QFTA. <to laughs> All right, uh, I uh, went through four. So, and that one, that last one, I didn't necessarily anticipate, and I intentionally kind of didn't go into it because he sent that a couple weeks ago, and and then I saw and I reread it, and I go, you know what? There might be might be a little meat on this bone. Uh, this gentleman, the next one, but we're not doing it today. And it'll be, he said he loved what we did with Gene McNary and Vince Shamel on 101, mm-hmm. and he wants me to do something like that with. Um, Gabe and Dave Matter on Mizzou. Not necessarily anything specific, but just like kind of the last 25, 30 years, which I think you could participate in. You'd you'd be be great as far as like the last decade with basketball. I don't really know what we're going to cite from the last decade in basketball, but um, yeah, I I enjoy doing that. I don't know if, I I assume both those guys, I mean, I know both those guys well. Matter was a year behind me, I think in high school and the colonel was in class with me at journalism school at Missouri so two of my favorite Twitter followers oh yeah the colonel is something else uh so I would I would enjoy doing that I'd enjoy doing it oh yeah I, they might be like why would we do that but I don't know I mean why would we like waste it you know what do, Tim what are you going to bring to the table I guess I'll no, be like the I moderator the, there's a lot of, I mean there's some and there's some cool domino effect topics there like basketball off the top of my head, Mike Anderson leaving and the manner in which he left mm-hmm. started this domino effect that completely shaped the yeah, next decade. It did. And I remember tweeting the night he left, this will go down as a great day in Missouri basketball history. And as it turned out, I could not have been more wrong. And if you would have and asked you, By yourself, the way, can you imagine me tweeting anything like that now, as yeah, you know me? I would think someone hacked into your account. <laughs> um, I'm just so out of it. Um, and I'm so happy to be out of it. I got to tell yeah. you, I don't know if I'll ever get back into it. Right. I see TikTok as an opportunity, but again, not because I'm like going to like pop up and like do material or start dancing, dancing with yeah. Anna Marie or with the kids. That's another situation where I think you might have been hacked. <laughs> if I see but that. if like KG and O-Town took like when we were doing this show or we're doing TMA, and I know you do that with TMA yeah, stuff, yeah. that is, that's it. What are most, what, when you, I'm sure I've asked you this before, like if, if you were to go into TikTok right now and it started popping up, mm-hmm. what would pop up? Uh, a lot of show clips, like of shows I like, because like you end up, I end up like, wa- like if they put on like a Curb or like yeah. a Sopranos clip, uh, I'll just end up watching it. So the algorithm learns that I like that, and so it will do that. Ton of NBA stuff. Uh, right off the bat, we got somehow Live Golf League is in there. Oh, wow. How do I get that out? Uh, Frank Kaminsky somehow is up here. Uh, a lot of ads about. Here's a motivational speaker. How do I get that out of there? Oh, uh, God. Let me tell you something real quick. <laughs> what a cottage industry scam operation it's that is. Unbelievable. If I see a guy who's clearly on HGH yep. screaming at me about being a pussy <laughs> on my TikTok if one more time. you don't have 400 grand a year, you are a beta. Oh, my God. What? How did how did this breaking ball sneak by the American public in the last five years? People what? eat that shit up. And the f- Fuck. But on that one, I feel like I could actually do that. I can actually do that. Yeah. Like, I can't lie to people about politics. Right. You know. And speaking of which, just as a real quick side note, there has been some of the most damning, I assume you know what I'm talking about, reports as into the 
the Fox News. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the texts yeah, going yeah. on during the you know the election being stolen thing, and I don't. Nobody's talking about it. I mean, holy shit! Can you imagine? I don't. I don't know how to tie it into TMA in any capacity. Like, oh, as it turns out, the Plowhawk's a huge cardinal apologist. You know, <laughs> right. and here are the texts proving it. And you know, he knew it the whole time, and he was texting Iggy like what they were going to say, and they knew they were. And it's just like nobody says anything about it. Like, wouldn't that bother you? Oh, it's... For the life of me, it didn't bother me because I kind of I, I knew it anyway. <laughs> right. but like I'm like, hey, Things are here confirmed. the gun is smoking. The fuck. I don't know. I don't just. I'm just going because to me, I, I I put so much of what has gone on over the last couple of decades on the bullshit that comes from the media, and I'll give you my special. Here, I'm making the jerk off gesture on both sides, but certainly more one outlet than any other. Yeah. And time. then the other goes, "Oh, that business model works. We'll now do it too." Yeah. That I'm going. Well, here now you know they've been lying to you, and they don't fucking care. It's unbelievable. I'm in, I'm in awe. What yeah. was I getting to? Oh, I can't do that, because I feel like I could fuck up people's lives. Yeah. But I could sit here and look into my phone and scream at you about being a pussy for not making enough money, and like, you gotta get up earlier. You know, you gotta work out, you fucking bitch. Yeah. What's your fucking problem? Don't, I don't want to hear about your fucking problems. Work harder. The problem with this generation. I mean, I can do it. Oh, the, whenever it starts with the problem with this generation, you know some <laughs> some blanket statement farce is coming, and it's coming hot. Oh my god! I mean, I they still will pop up on my Twitter or my TikTok. So uh, a I, lot of them are financial advisors, and that's and entrepreneurs. So that kind of shows you where I am. And then you got this. Yeah, oh, she's gorgeous. Absolutely, that's on brand uh, comedy. Comedy interviews. I get a lot of Michael Che and Sopranos. Yeah, that was a great scene. Tells him uh, pussy's wired. Let's see what we got here. Golf, as you might imagine. Um, I still, I, I'm getting a lot of AI and Chat GBT. Oh, shows. I love that shit. You do like it? Oh, I find it hilarious. I find it I, so funny. I just like, I don't. It's like po- politicians playing video games, and it just cracks me Saturday up. Saturday Live comedians. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of SNL. I stuff. get, I get. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just outstanding. Where do I get that? I don't know. I don't know what it is. What, what even is that? This, I don't know. It's a girl. It's just her ass. And, and in this position, it's just wonderful. And I get it. It's just, I'm so happy with TikTok. Oh, and I great. mocked it for so long because all I could think of was like the occasional shit I'd see on Facebook where it's a mom who's probably coming off a divorce or a mom who's not happy in her marriage. She knows she's going to get DMs and start banging and dancing with her daughter. And I'm going, God playing the role yeah i want nothing to do with supporting this and then i think it was you who said it's not that's not what it is right it's just a percent like oh there's a there's God. a corner of that but it's it's the greatest algorithm because yeah i don't seen. i just i don't get that shit right. i have... will occasionally get the guy on hgh screaming at me about being a pussy <laughs> i find it more <laughs> and work, comedy and work harder uh, and i just like but there's like a hundred of these guys uh, and i'm going so there must be a market for it and when people i just don't I don't know, and I because I, it's it's like the politics thing. I'm like, oh, you didn't know Tucker Carlson was lying to you. Oh, well, fuck. I'm yeah. sorry. I feel in a way. I'm like, oh shit. It's like, oh, you didn't know the WWE was <laughs> wasn't real. I'm yeah. like, oh shit. Right. Oh, you didn't know this guy who's all hopped up on shit, screaming at you. You know, he might not necessarily have as much money. Oh shit. You know, right. like I didn't feel like I had an edge on a decent portion of the population because I'm sure there's plenty of things I'm a mark for. But these are three big things that are clearly incredibly popular in making the purveyors of the bullshit money. And I'm going, God, I could do all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd sell my soul. 
But I suppose it'd be nice, you know, get a bigger house and shut it down sooner, I suppose. I'd be lying. I just, I don't know. It's one of those things. I, I've told the story with regards to golf before. Well known in the St. Louis golf community about a guy who was family was well known for not necessarily being honest out on the golf course and uh and i think it was a u.s open qualifier or something and the guy in charge in the scoring tent goes if you can put your head on the pillow tonight you can advance to the next section mm. you know and, and that's that's what i get to some of my friends who are you know familiar with some of the people who have clearly done this in local politics you know gone from being one thing to now just like appealing to the you know right. song and dance and I go, what happened? Oh, they know they know they're lying, but they've somehow reasoned it. And I think I think you arrive at it like I'm going to do whatever I can for my family, and maybe you can bullshit your way like Christianity, perhaps like my faith, and then you can justify anything. Yeah. I mean, God, how many wars have been based on you know two different gods on either side of the battlefield, and you know they're fighting for their god, uh, so they tell themselves. And here we are with somebody saying something completely contradictory to what they said just a couple of years ago, and you're going, what in the fuck? But they put their head on the pillow. Yeah. And in a way, as weird as it sounds, I'm envious of their ability to do it. Yeah, just kind of, of like a, and I don't want to say like no conscience, but essentially it's like, you know, I don't feel like, and you're right, like you can always justify things, but I got to put food on the table for my family. There's other ways to do so. But I, I feel like, especially in like politics, it's always a shiny object that you can wave in front of oh, people. Culture Wars 2023. Yeah, and you can just kind of scoot the real meat, the stuff that actually matters to those who are voting, kind of under the table, and, and, and you can miss out on that. And uh, sure. I guess that there and that there's like there's like a couple issues out there that I see all the time. I'm like, is that really the issue? Because we kind of have like some really important <laughs> shit going on, and like things are just falling out of the sky, yet like... Trans people are like the number oh, one topic. You can't go. Point. You can't go wrong. With and that. I'm like, is that really oh, like the biggest topic hey, man, in our country? Say George W. Bush got reelected with gay marriage on the ballot in yeah. Ohio. I mean, it's a it, like I said, you see the play, right? And as somebody who, uh, you know, I think sees the play. I, again, I don't want to say I respect it because I don't respect not being oneself. But I'm like, okay, it's making you millions of dollars. I, you know. I just I'm I'm in awe I'm in awe. Here's what I I'm I'm more in awe of the fact that there's a portion not everybody in the public by any means a portion of the public buys it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm in awe of. Yeah. The fact that there are people willing to lie. Right. That's been going on forever. Right. There's just social media just gives them a larger platform than like being in the town square and yeah. saying you know I know what's going to happen in the future. This is a whole new thing where you can hold up your phone and lie and get an audience. Yeah or a network job, but I am in awe of the fact that there are that many people who buy it because it's so transparent. Now, with that said, as far as a moment of self-awareness here, I know, now this is just one person, one anecdote, but again, a family that if I said the name, people would know, not because of necessarily this individual, but a relative, has loved to tell people associated with my high school alma mater how much he dislikes me, even though I've never met the person, because I wasted my St. Louis U high education by talking the way I talk on the radio. Now, this was probably years ago, more so than now, because I talk about sex. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. 
<laughs> the look on your face looks like I just to... revealed a dense bush beneath my pant. Yeah, this would be the similar face. I'm just imagining someone like actually like speaking that, like saying that, and like saying it with confidence. Well, if you look at St. Louis U High as a Catholic education, a Jesuit, and it is a Jesuit education, and then you have one of its graduates on the, the time, the radio, and I guess still at the time, but not necessarily the focus anymore, um, saying, not that I would go out of my way, that I don't believe in God, right. and talking about porn or whatever, and you associate me with that high school, then that disappoints you, then, okay, yeah. I, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you, can, yeah. you connect no, those get, two yeah, dots. I get that. You know, now, you, did you run the board when I interviewed Dick Wainer? I feel like you might have. Yes. Okay, who is for real, if I were doing Mount Rushmore of my favorite people taking family out of it, he would absolutely be he on it. He was incredible. He is just one of the greatest, most legitimate human beings in yeah. the world. He's, and I'm talking about him like everybody knows what I'm talking about. He's the he, former athletic director at St. Lucie High, still involved with the school. I loved him when I was in school there. I love him now. Yeah. But, as you may recall from that interview, what it was one of the things he said? I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, it's, I'm okay. trying. He said, I, and I think he said it in the interview, and it was it was a sound story. It wasn't yeah, even, right, it right, was, right. this wasn't for public, so it's never been, I don't think it's ever been played. And we might have been talking afterwards, we might have been talking during. He goes, I just look at you, and I hear some of the things you say with regard to religion. And he goes, how did I lose him? How did I, now, he wasn't saying it like from a Jerry Falwell, right. how did I lose him standpoint, like I'm going to hell. Right, 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 right. He's saying he cares so much about that education, and he is so faithful, mm-hmm. which he is. That's not, let me, hey, look at me, I'm religious, and therefore excuse the fact that I'm a horrible person religious. He really is. He lives, he's a great man, great man. I can't say enough good things about him. I truly think the world of him that that is how he he looks at where I am. And I actually, and I've said it too, which I think fucks some people up at St. Louis U High, I don't know how many, but a handful, that I went into St. Louis U High being, God, how could somebody not believe in God? And I left St. Louis U High going, God, how could somebody believe in God? Right. Because of what I think it taught me, which was critical thinking. Now, that's not to say that if you believe in God, you don't think critically. I want to make that crystal clear. But that is how I arrived there. And so therefore, that to me is a, that to me is a more legitimate isn't fair, because I think that's, that's prefacing unfairly. That's a more sincere. Right. It digs deeper than just. Concern, right. so to speak. And he, he wasn't concerned. Somebody's, he's like, hey, I wonder, you know, because I think he, think he knows he sees my mom and my mom goes to church all the time. My dad goes. And I think my dad truly is a, is, is a person of faith. Mm-hmm. Um. Now he, he'll say to me, I'll bust into an impression, Timmy, I always thought, you know, I teach you kids what you, and then what you guys do, you do what you're going to do. I, you know, I can't where I, you know. <laughs> That's a really good scene. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I did it. And if it worked out, it's like, yeah, you know, I played the hand. I thought I played it the right way. And if the cards didn't come out the way that I wanted them to come out, I did what I thought was the right process. And to me, that's a healthy way. Yeah. I think if I forced something on my children, I think there's automatically going to be an aversion to it, even though it's certainly not your intent, you know? Yeah. So, you know, some of the the people who would have the religion forced down their throats in, you know, high school are the ones who are getting up their asshole in college, you know? And it's just an amazing phenomenon that I would notice. So with all of that said, I thought that was a sincere, sincere 
question. Yeah, definitely. And my answer is, I honestly don't know, but I appreciate that you care that much. Yeah. As opposed to, well, you talk about sex and you're public in that you question the existence of a God and therefore I am ashamed that you went to St. Louis. You high. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That to me... Now, this person's never said this to me, but I mean, so I don't want to say so many, but like five different people said, oh, yeah, he really doesn't like you and he'll never advertise on the show because he thinks you wasted your St. Louis, your high education, by the way. Well, I'm not real concerned about <laughs> no. it, but it stands out to Definitely. me as a, an amusing little fun fact. I think that's a, a great, uh, my favorite all time, there's been a lot of lessons learned in the, in the show that you and I both love that's coming back here in a couple mm. weeks, Ted Lasso. By far, my favorite lesson is be curious, not judgmental. Oh, God. I think that's as good as it gets. I, I, I will watch that scene when it pops up on TikTok. The dart scene. The yeah. dart scene. Because I couldn't, I, I, it kind of sums up a lot of the shit I try to say, except I say it in three hours as opposed <laughs> to, and he did it in four seconds. But yeah. Be curious, not judgmental. But I, I, I think, you know, because the, there's a money, there's, there's a money, and this is coming from the left, there is, there is a business in telling people that we have not made progress over the last 50 years. Right. There is an absolute business to it. And I would love to have a bunch of people around from the 1960s and see if they would say, are things better now than they were in the 1960s? Now, I will tell you this. We talked a little bit about it on TMA last week, some of the texts that we uh, get yeah, yeah, yeah. on Balloon Party. I'll see the anti-Semitic shit. In it, but to be clear, it's not like it comes in no, daily. It no. comes in maybe once a month right. for you. And somehow, for the first time <laughs> in my career, I get shit about being Catholic. I'm going, what in the fuck is this right and how do you even know <laughs> like, I, you know i guess it's because i went to I talk about saint gabriel's i guess like right. and then you like really have to have it out for catholics like we're in like lower manhattan in the uh, 19th century with gangs in new york but whatever fine that some weird shit has come back over the last five years or so that i never thought would come back you know like They've been activated. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, it's such a bullshit thing to say that things aren't better. I mean, when I was growing up, the idea of somebody just being openly homosexual was foreign. Now, that's not a time you lived in. Uh -uh. But that's, I mean, it was common. And to use slurs for gay people, it wasn't even thought of as being Right. A risky thing. It right. wasn't even thought of as being a risky thing. And now it's just like people, like, I think even like people would go, yeah, it, I, you know, I'm very religious in my teachings, you know, for whatever reason, you know, talk about it. If you really want to try to, you know, justify the language. Uh, but I don't give a shit. I mean, it was Barack Obama a decade ago. Right. Joe Biden mistakenly goes on Meet the Press and says we're for gay marriage. And then Obama's like, oh, shit, I got to say, because he was the one who said it ahead right. of Obama. But that's Barack Obama. Right. And he, that was like a, a moment of evolution for Barack Obama. I mean, that wasn't long ago. That it was, was a 20, decade ago. I think it was 2015, I think, is when that bill went through. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. So I just, I don't tell me that we're bad. It's such bullshit. But there's an industry in that. There's a real bit. Yeah. Just like there's an industry in making shit up to upset you, like as if everybody is going to become trans. I mean, what in the world? That's the oddest thing to me. So, but but it, it wins elections and gets your does, ratings. So that's 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 the play. Yeah. I, I I wonder what it'll be in twenty years, because twenty because two thousand four, like I said, Carl Rove, to his credit, gets the gay marriage bill on the Ohio ballot in the two thousand four election, and the guy went Ohio. There you go. And now you got the trans issue. 
which I would have never even saw on the radar five years ago. Wouldn't no. even have seen it on the radar. No. So I'm like, what? What? Because there's a business, so you keep repeating the strategy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So I wonder what it'll be, and I wonder what the next thing is that people be lying to people about that they'll be believing. It's, it's coming. It's and by the way, winter's much. still coming. I'm uh, not off winter coming. Oh, now you're back on winter's coming. Uh, yeah, when you look at the facts, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of impossible oh, to say otherwise. It's coming. So, yeah, fuck. So anyway, I don't know. This guy asks about wealth in St. Louis, and I oh, I don't even know if that's where we were. Mizzou Deep Dive QFTA is what's in front of me uh, right now. I don't know how we got on it. Hell, I don't know. That's QFTA, though. I have no idea. And then Jackson will text me in 10 minutes, what do you want to call this? And I go... Wow, we talked a while, but I don't know what the fuck we talked about. So then you always have the tough time of, what it's, do we... It's a fun little tango we play. Uh, you mentioned, and this is a real brief aside, you mentioned Gangs in New York. People need to re-examine that movie. It's actually really good. Cameron well, did Diaz, you initially give it a bad rating on Google? No, I just, I think people just like kind of blow it off. I think it's confusing. It is, no doubt. And Cameron Diaz has no is. business being in that. Uh, if that casting happens five years later, it's not Cameron it, Diaz. Right. Yeah, she had no business. What, what year did that come out? Oh, three. Okay. Yeah, Diaz had no. She was really huge at the time, but uh, you get an unbelievable. You would like to have seen Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> that would be that'd be a real curveball, but I wouldn't mind it. Um, Charlie's Theron would have been great. Uh, but it's a it's a really interesting and Daniel Day Lewis is outstanding. You get Daniel Day Lewis and Leo DiCaprio up against each other. Oh three, DiCaprio too. Like I really, I think people need to reexamine gangs in New York. Sending your gangs in New York takes Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Beginning is out of, I don't know why Liam Neeson's there, but it's a whole thing. Uh, John C. Riley, love to see him again. Yeah, yeah he was, it is a hell of a cast. Now that you oh, start rattling them off, it's outstanding. Yeah, uh, maybe C- Gabe and oh, I don't know if I want to do this while I'm in Florida. I was thinking about doing the Mizzou deep dive. Q-ish. It'll probably be good. Hopefully, there won't be another Tyus Edney. You know, Northern Iowa. I can't handle it. I will be upset as a Missouri fan, but I'm 100% serious when if something like that were to happen, I would think of you immediately. I appreciate that because I I really do. Like when they beat uh, Mississippi State last week. Yeah, like like you just came a little right there. I saw it. Just a (laughs) Uh little droplet. Uh, I, was, I, I thought of you, and I was watching with my for whatever reason. And I'm not saying I'm not necessarily happy about it, but you know where I am, kind of with college basketball. Uh-huh. My son has gotten into college basketball. He's screaming the next night. My yes. wife comes downstairs. We're watching Kentucky and Florida. Yeah, because he really wanted to watch another basketball game after watching Missouri Mississippi State. I mean, this is this is a curveball. Yeah, and he decides on the fly based on the color of the uniforms, which is something that we get yeah, yeah, gets him. from us. Uh, as a loyal balloon party listener, uh, who he's cheering for. he I think Florida was wearing orange and Kentucky was wearing white. He really likes orange. Kentucky was wearing white, even though the game was in Gainesville. Yeah, it's... And uh, you have a problem with that? Well, it's... <laughs> Basketball is just completely abandoned. Yeah. What, what uniforms you're supposed to... Hey, you watch an NBA game, you have no idea who the I, home I know, team is. I know, that's the thing. I, that, now they're wearing white on the doesn't, road all yeah, the time. It doesn't matter. So anyway... Uh, Within, like, Anna Marie comes downstairs and, like, there's 10 minutes left in the game and Jameson's screaming because Kentucky scored and has the lead. And she goes, what is going on? <laughs> Little Jackson is all I see. <laughs> what, why? I go, I have no idea. He didn't even know which team was which 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and now he's screaming about how he hates Kentucky. Well, and well. I, and I, I knelt down and I said, hey. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing well, my here. My dad's had that conversation with me multiple times. <laughs> I go, it doesn't matter. I go, what the fuck? I mean, you've been at Blues-Leafs game, you know, in overtime. 
you love hockey and you're, you know, and they lose in overtime and you're completely fine. And here is this fucking random Kentucky-Florida game and you're screaming how much you hate Kentucky. You didn't even know Kentucky existed until 20 minutes ago. Yeah, the, the difference is your son is five. I, <laughs> my sophomore year of college, Missouri 2018, Porter year, even though they didn't play, would panic call my dad at, during an away oh game. Like, I, the season's over, everything's going. I, he's like, Jackson. He's yeah. like, he's like, for you, you have to go into every Missouri game thinking they're going to lose. So anytime that they win, it's gravy. And I was like, I can't do it. It's not this, an option. This, this makes me feel good because I see some of these things and I go, boy, this guy. You know, and I go, what am I going to do here? Right. So here you are. And I know you've turned out all right, as far as I know. For the most part. As, as far as I know. And yet you were doing this just five years ago. I still do it now. But what are you going to do like if there was a, I mean, you weren't alive for Tyus Edney. I know you weren't I, alive for the flea kicker. I was you were alive for, for Norfolk Nor- State. God, but was, I mean, Norfolk State didn't have like a. Oh, it was a slow death. Yeah, exactly. It didn't have the Tyus. It Edney, wasn't like a throat yeah, punch. Yeah, the, the, the fifth down. You didn't have any. You haven't lived through that. No. And I'm not saying you don't. You haven't earned your stripes. I'm just saying, as a Missouri fan, you know, I I, I agree with you that I could see him going deep. A lot of things that have to happen right. for it to happen, but I could see it happening. And then I could absolutely, as I know you can too, even though you don't, as you said, you probably aren't thinking that it could really happen. They could absolutely lose in the first round, no especially with the likely oh, seed no. they're going to have. Oh, yeah. How are you going to handle this? Like if what happened, what Missouri did to Tennessee have flipped on the other side. Oh, the my God. Yeah. I would be despondent. Like I would truly be. Yeah. What would you do? I would. I would. I would. If I was with people, I'd have to go home. If someone made a sound, it'd be liable for me to just scream at them. Like I. Like I. Like I'm thinking about watching March Madness, with my friend. So the last time he was in March Madness, 2021. I'll name this person. Frog Dad. Gareth. Ah. Gareth was not respectful of my wishes, which means take it seriously. And if I ask you, grow up, Gareth. I said, I said, if we're having bad luck because of seating arrangements, I'm going to ask people to move. Oh boy. And Gareth wouldn't move. This is eye opening. And Mizzou lost to Oklahoma, and I still to this day blame Gareth for that loss. And so if I'm watching with people, like there has to be certain things, and you have to be like a real fan, not like just one of my friends who went to Mizzou who doesn't watch the games. Like, That's I can't, all you can handle. If we're in March Madison and you go, who is that? I'm going to have a huge problem. Like a I think it might be best for you problem. to watch this by yourself. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. It's certainly right. Okay. It's me and Private Citizen Pete. Like that's, he's like, he's verified. Like I can watch okay. with him. All right. I know there'll be no problems. There'll be no trolling. A lot of my friends like to troll. But they'll be like, oh, Mizzou, I can't have that. I just can't have any of that. This is going to be a thing. Man. I know. It's really a problem. But- yeah, it makes me feel alive. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I I sit there and I think about it, but then I've told the story of being in Scottsdale, Phoenix, when the Cardinals lost to the Diamondbacks, and this attractive lass. Now, she was going out with a member of the Patriots who would later be celebrating on the field just a couple months later, beating the Rams. So it's not like I'm like, yeah, I think I could. And I was in a relationship, <laughs> too. But she was cool. And she said, hey, after the game, we're going to hang out with Charles Barkley, so I'm going to pick you up. And we're going to go uh, to Scottsdale. Game was in downtown Phoenix for Bank One Ballpark, what is it was called then. I think it's Chase Field now. Yeah. Hell, I don't know. Uh, and then we're going to go hang out with Barkley. And I'm like, well, I mean, if the Cardinals lose, I can't. And I and I kind of expected her to understand that. <laughs> right. And on the, there's just like a pause on the other end of the line. And she goes, well, what does it matter? <laughs> God, I mean, their season will be over. And there's still another pause. Like, well, what does it matter and i look back on that and i go god 
like if you would have told 46 year old me right. that I could have hung out with a girl who a year later would try to fuck and I passed for whatever reason I don't know and then uh, hang out with Charles Barkley yeah. which I'd be interested in doing now exactly. when I usually want to be hopped up on pills mm-hmm. at 9 o'clock and I was like well it depends on if the Cardinals win and then they lost in heartbreaking they did have a Mizzou Tennessee kind of loss yeah. 2001 NLDS game 5 now I did wind up going out that night and had a great night I'm glad that I did yeah but that's where I was. So I can't mock you. Right. Like the guys like Savard and Doug and Timmy Klutzarts and Troy Roberts, our producers, love to watch me pop up in the two box when I was going live from Arizona because if the Cardinals lost, you would see how I looked <laughs> like I was covering a funeral. And there it is. Like they couldn't they couldn't wrap their, their arms around it, you yeah, know? Right. And to me, I was like, how do you guys not care? Yeah. So I have been where you are with Missouri basketball. But now, if the Cardinals wouldn't have won a World Series since then, I probably still would be there. Now I've kind of gotten my holy grails. The Missouri winning a national championship in football is so far-fetched to me that I don't really consider it a realistic holy grail, even though it's nearly happened two times. And the United States in a World Cup, those are mine. And, yeah, if Missouri's in the mix in the Final Four, or even in the Elite Eight, I'll be balls to the wall on it. Don't get me wrong. But it's just not just because I don't have the same affection for college basketball you do. But in a couple of weeks, you are going to stare out into the abyss. I know, I know. And I feel like this is more real than it was. 2018 would have been the last time it was actually real. But even Florida then, State, right? That was the Florida State, yeah. But then you had the Barnett situation, and you're still a man down. That team on paper was sick, but it. it... I remember. I remember that game. It's just to tell you where I am. I was. I was in Jupiter at the time. 2018. So Jameson wasn't even a year old. Yeah. And it started, it was the, as you might remember, it was the absolute last, last, last game of the first round. Yep. And I'm in fucking Florida, Florida State. Yeah. It doesn't start until like 1030 Florida time. Right, super late. And I'm looking at Anne Ring going, God, I don't know what's happened, but normally if Missouri's in the NCAA tournament, they could be playing three in the morning and I'd watch. Right. I'm like, let's go to bed. I don't want to watch this. Mm-hmm. I know that. You made, the right, you made the right choice. I know, but I mean, what I'm saying is that's just where, now maybe it's because I, I'm certainly more into this team than that yeah. team. Yeah, and this, and this team plays way more connected. than That That was my problem with the 2018 is they were good, but it was because Cassius Robertson would hit ridiculous threes out of nowhere. They were not a connected team. I don't even remember that name. Cassius Robertson? I don't even remember that oh, name. Oh, could he get a bucket? Canadian guy. Uh, he's a grad transfer. He was a but absolute he, I could like rattle off ten players on the '95 team, oh, yeah. the 2002 team, right? There's or teams. even the 2012 team. Yeah, me too. The, the the teams you're closest with, you know, you you always remember. Like I always remember the the starting nine for the 2006 World Series champion Cardinals. I could. Yeah, I see what you're saying. At any time of the day, I, w- I, what I, was, I love to get back to your level of passion on it. Right. And maybe it'll happen. Maybe they win their first weekend games and they're in the Sweet 16 and holy shit. Because oh. I'm telling you, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. <laughs> I know you know more than I know. This is, uh, Gabe, I think, just was saying it on TMA this morning. This is a wide open NCAA tournament. Big time. It's like when I was putting rosters together for the Honda Classic this weekend. I'm like, people putting a bunch of Sung JM in and be my guest. I'm going to have such an advantage on the field because a random is going to win this. Chris Kirk and Eric Cole, I think were the names. I think were the two guys at the end. Chris Kirk, not super random, but you know, that's what I would do in the NCAA tournament. I'd, I'd sprinkle whatever your comfort level is on a bunch of, you know, fours and fives and sixes to, to make deep runs because I just don't, I don't see what I've seen in recent years in college basketball as far as, as, far as like that Gonzaga, Baylor, 
powerhouse that Duke we've years, seen. Yeah yeah, 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 Duke years. I mean, I you, know, yeah, you were yeah. super young when they were the 2001 team that beat Missouri, that Duke team, and you look at it now and you go, my God, those guys were all on the same team. So right. I don't see that. I think Missouri could go deep, but I could see Missouri losing by 15 in the first round, and I will be thinking of you. That's what I will be thinking of. Yeah, it, I'll be it, thinking of you. It gets so bad, like if Missouri loses, like after the Auburn loss, I didn't watch basketball for two days after because anytime I would watch basketball, I was thinking about a game that. that you knew. I bet on Auburn that night. I it was it was the right bet. I just it, you knew that it, it just that burns my saddle. God, I, I'm. In a way, I'm envious because I wish I cared about something in sports that much. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Because that's just in the past for me. I know. I, and I wish it was a professional team. Like, I wish my, like, because at least with that, like, it's like, I don't know. It's just something different about rooting for professional over college. I, I don't know what it is. But, like, I wish it was, like, a pro team. Because I used to be me with the Rams. When the Rams and, like, shitty, shitty Rams teams. Yeah, I cared about that. I just cared about the moving in that story. I didn't right. care about the football. I, oh, but for me, it was, like, live and die, like, I thought the NFL was rigged. It was. It was. It, no, it would get. You, it might, would, you might have been onto something, right? But it was. I would get bad with that. But like with Missouri basketball, it can get. I get. And that's. I wish I was a little less. But also at the same time, like there is no better feeling. Like when we talked about Mizzou Tennessee this year, like the second that shot went in was like the purest form of ecstasy you could give me. Like, I loved it. I jumped out on just like when uh, the dogs scored <laughs> yeah. the third goal on Saturday night. I love it. Yeah. It just, it did, if it had Missouri missed that shot, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have like, it would have, it, I don't know if it would have stayed uh, with me for like 30 a, seconds. A little cock tease. That's what it would have been for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So that's the thing. I know you're that passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I want them to win as well, but my passion level isn't with you. Right. And so if they win, I'm happy for you. Uh, I'm disappointed you go on the fan page. I think that's beneath <laughs> you, like the yellow diaper. It I want to pull you aside and have it a conversation is. about I'm a couple petty, things. Though. I want to pull, pull you aside and go, okay, you're on such a great track. Don't let the fan page. <laughs> I know, I'm too petty. Uh, and, and and don't give into peer pressure on yellow diapers ever again. Those are my two things for you. That, then you're, then that, you're good to go. The latter is a lesson that it, I will that, that <laughs> certainly be holding deep. Cause, <laughs> that ain't never happened again. Hope you liked it the first time. <laughs> I like that the plowhawk, who I think would acknowledge, doesn't have the equity in the building that you do. Goes, oh, fuck no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> God bless him. Absolutely God bless him. <laughs> all right, time to shut it down. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors, Design Air Heating and Cooling, Seth Gold, Camp Jackson. Uh, Iggy predicted snow on Wednesday. I look at the forecast on Wednesday. He must see something I don't see. I see 66 degrees and sunny. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get that prediction home. But this weekend, right when I leave town, yeah, right when perfect. I leave town, how do you do? Uh, 43 degrees in precipitation for a high on 90% for Friday. Uh, so I don't know what the hell happened. Tribbin weather. Tribbin weather. <laughs> Absolutely. The dogs. Uh, the uh, great Seth Goldcamp will take wonderful care of you. If you have furnace issues, designairservice.com. That's design air heating and cooling. And then, and then I say, Munganess, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota shipped my whip down to Jupiter. Might be there by now. I don't know. I don't know. That's the move. I was thinking about doing the drive. I think if I were staying there for months, I can justify spending two days on that drive and, like, enjoy it. But when it's—don't get me wrong, four weeks is a nice amount of time. No but doubt. to spend—if if 
we'll call it 32 days, if four of those days, if a six, 16% of those days are spent in a vehicle. Yeah, it's... See what I'm saying? That's yeah. For 90 days, I can... Opportunity cost. Amen. So the vehicle's already out. Mungadass did that. StLouisAccurate.com, AltonToyota.com. It's Mungadass. Even if you didn't get your car from Mungadass, get your car serviced at Mungadass, Mungadass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Uh, Jackson, anything you want to say? You've said it all. <laughs> I've really... I've, I've given a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm uh, I'm all good. Just uh, enjoy the pod. Enjoy the pod. <laughs> Hope everyone has a wonderful week. What would you like to title this podcast? Oh God, we'll, we'll do we'll work we'll do this right here. I like that. I like yeah. That. So because like then you would have to send me the text in ten <laughs> minutes. What would you like to call this? Uh, we talked a good amount. Um, Hold on a second. B. Oh, I don't like that though. Then it comes off as preacher. What was the thing? The Ted Lasso thing. Be curious. Oh, be not curious, not judgmental. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to advertise do. a podcast that, that that would be awful. Right, but I do. I just absolutely. I like it. that. Uh grab a chair from my office and beat off. <laughs> That's certainly, that'll bring, <laughs> oh, and, and when you're talking eyeballs catching things, you're not going to catch any more eyeballs than that. Grab a chair from my, can we do that? Can we do that? Sure. I grab a chair. I don't know. I don't know what uh, Apple allows. Oh, yeah. That That's fine. I, can, I mean, I might have to throw a couple stars and, you know, kind of some keys in there so I don't put beat <laughs> right, off. The, but, that's the title, grab a chair from my office and beat off. Yeah. So I think that happened. It had to have happened because he if was it wasn't, sitting. If it wasn't there no. prior, and, and it, it wasn't was... at the end of the bed because we would have we would have brushed up against each other, which would have been that would have been more shocking. God. I'm really, really. T- it takes me aback that that didn't that didn't stop me in my tracks more. But again, I, I don't know. I was I was intoxicated. And right. I was in the middle of if that hap- two if, beautiful women. Yeah, if you were stone cold sober and it was 9 p.m. Totally different story than 4 a.m. Yeah, and, and it's just me and him in the room. Yeah, well then a lot of things would be. Different. I yeah, know it was four in the talk, morning. Talk about Mike Anderson domino effects. <laughs> domino yeah. effect of that. I think the television was on, so that's why I could see him. So like the, the you know that uh, the light flashing, yeah, the glare, right? Mm. You, you, you remember what was on? <laughs> I don't. God, there's a chance that it was stag. I I subscribed to the Playboy channel up until like and it would just be on? up until. For real, up until about three years ago, where it got to a point, because Anna Marie recognizes my affinity for the stag industry, and I recognize it sucks. I hate it. I think she's wrong. I want this on the record <laughs> right. that she is not. It's not because like she has hung out with the fuck. I mean, you saw her hanging out with Lisa Ann a bunch yeah, when we were yeah. in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Caden Cross, Ariana Marie, fuck. I mean, and, and isn't like, oh, I'm not hanging out with them because they're in porn. She just isn't in porn. Right. Doesn't care what somebody does. So right. she's cool about that. Just isn't into it, which sucks. But whatever, fine. But I would, I would subscribe to the Playboy channel, which is so fucking weird. Yeah, up, that's that's like up until like three years ago because. Jameson got to a point where he could turn on the TV, yeah, and yeah. I would always just that was the last thing I was watching. Yeah, that's tough. And then there's stag on. That's just so. It's just wild to me because I, you know, growing up, I've you know, product of you know, I was born 1998. The idea of like having a channel where you just like turn it on and on your TV at full volume, there's stag, stag just playing. It was through. terrible stag too. Is it like scene? Like what was there like it's scenes? It's not X-ray. Not that shows. I need that. I never get that. No, it's it was like movies, but like they for whatever reason there's a line drawn. Where you can't show certain things, really? but it's porn. It wasn't Cinemax. But it was whatever between Triple X and Cinemax. Whatever. I didn't know there was something, but that's what it was. Now, since I'm always looking for sapphic play anyway, 
I don't like need tight shots, you know, <laughs> so I don't really care. Yeah, I've never gotten the tight shot need, the need for the money shot, but whatever. People are into their things. We don't kink shame on never, this podcast. Never, never, never. But I would watch it and I would be working. Like when I'm texting you now, mm-hmm. like like I usually, I usually, I'm having listening to a podcast, usually. Right. I'm listening, I'm drinking coffee, and I will text you at 5 30, 6 o'clock in the morning. But back then, it was probably Gangster Pete. I would text him, and, I, and the Playboy channel was on. Now, what people automatically are assuming, that means I'm pleasuring myself, and right. I don't blame you for thinking that. All I can tell you is I wasn't. It was the equivalent of, of having, like, the office on in the right, background. Right. It was just background. It was comfort background noise. It's like at a dentist office when they just have first take. God. And you it, just yes. I, and I had the Playboy channel, and it's so fucking, I, rec- I recognize it's so weird, but that's what I did. Yeah, I, I just imagine for years breaking down scenes. <laughs> and I would like flip on and like, I'm like, oh, Abigail Max in this one. And it put me in a good place. Yeah. Now I wouldn't be like, oh, good. I shall beat off now. <laughs> it was just, it was just, God, it's so weird. They're, they're going to play this podcast back centuries from now yeah. to try to study what the fuck was going on. Now they're dust off the old audio file <laughs> yeah. and say, hmm, what's what was going on with that this guy? This gentleman was what? Just, just <laughs> Let's pull up thing. the episode of Pull Up My Office Chair and Beat Off. That one was the one that was so telling. <laughs> yeah, that one. If it, telling is a good word for it. And what's it going to be like when my children are older and I'm gone and they'll want to go back and listen? They'll be like, oh, what the fuck was he doing? Yeah, uh, yeah it was actually funny. I uh, could totally see Jameson being like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and Aiden, I kind of get the sense he'll be like, oh, shit. That's my read. That's my, these are my early childhood reads. That's interesting because. Um... Uh, star of Sinbad all day, uh, Ken Jong. The interview with Ken Jong, where the remote system went out, and it was just Iggy back in the studio. So he took it on himself to interview Ken Jong. Ken Jong has talked about he obviously played the famous Mr. Chow in The Hangover, where he has a very dense bush and speaks with a culturally insensitive accent. Uh, has said multiple times like he will not let his kids ever watch, watch The, the Hangover. hangover. Really? Right? He's like eventually one day they might watch it when I'm not around, right. but. Like, if it's up to me, they'll never see that movie. So there's different thought process for for people and parents. Well, I want my children to know I mean everything I say. (laughs) I absolutely do. These things happened. Your father was in orgies. I hope you're in orgies. I really do. I really do. I hope that you don't have a situation, though, where somebody swipes your office chair to masturbate in it. Yeah. So when I say that, I want to make that clear. I hope you cleaned it off afterwards. God. I don't know if I thought about it. Like it was one. Of, it's like that chair right there. Right. That's what. It, what maybe it is the chair. I hope not. <laughs> what a strange thing. Like I'm not kink shame. I want to make that clear because it's a podcast. It's never kink shame. But you get up in the middle of a twist of bodies, two beautiful women, and then there I am. But whatever. Right. You always right. position you can, yourself in yeah. those situations. The guys are on the other ends of the. Bed. And you go, you know what? This is great. But would it be great if I could get myself an office chair and jack off? Yeah. Goodness gracious! I'd like to pull that guy aside and say, "Hey, what was that about? I wonder what that was about." Did you talk to him? After? Did he Hell just no. scamper away no, afterwards? He, he brought one of the parties to the table, and I was happy about that. Yeah, I lost my uh, audio. What a shame! There's so much going on. Yeah, I was playing so many drops. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking calls. If you have you run into this gentleman? <laughs> yeah, we should take calls on QFK. That'd oh, be, be great. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think I was around him, but I. I don't know. I guess I didn't kink shame in the uh, condo that night either. Clearly not. If you're, I wonder if anybody else noticed it. I feel like uh, the girls might It'd be so weird if I reached out to this lass who was in it and said, "Hey, I know it's been a couple decades, but remember the one time, you know, 
didn't the guy you bring over didn't didn't he start beating off? <laughs> I might do that and then just see. Yeah, what the sure. Reaction What's is. the worst that could happen? Yeah, it's kind of dirty pool though to reach out to somebody. I wasn't in a relationship with her, but you know we would engage. Yeah, you know, I think. But if that's... you're Anna Marie, you don't want me reaching out to girls I had foursomes with. I would explain it first. That covers your bases. I don't think. I still don't think it's good. <laughs> yeah, the, the explanation <laughs> might just. She's in the mode of packing. That's, you're in a hey, bad place. I know that you I just got packing. done packing my three pillows here, but could, do you mind I'm gonna proofreading reach this text? i to this girl I had foursomes with 20 years ago and see if she noticed a guy jacking off at the end of my bed. It's for work. The, it's for work. <laughs> Which would be another Tommy shot. asked if I would do it. It's in my contract. All right, we got to go. What a wonderful podcast. It's been the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.